This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department is reiterating some of its cost-related policies as the nation deals with decades-high inflation. The reminder is supposed to help businesses figure out when they can recoup funds due to price increases and when they can't. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni joins us now to talk about some of this and clear up some inflation myths. Hey, Scott. Hey. So, Scott, there is a new memo on this front, I understand. What is uh, the department trying to tell contractors? Right. Well, as we're all very painfully aware of right now, inflation is uh, a decades high. And so many people are seeing cost increases and uh, contractors are no different in that. So the uh, leader of pricing and contracting within the Defense Department came out with a memo really just reinforcing what the DFARS or the Defense Federal Acquisition rules and regulations already say. But uh, basically what he's trying to do is just calm some of the nerves of some of the contractors had about what is going to happen with this pricing and the extra pricing that they're using. Uh, he specifically talks about what's called an economic price adjustment clause. And what these clauses are is that they establish a mechanism to mitigate specifically covered costs and risks to both parties um, You know, for industry-wide contingencies beyond what an individual contractor could control. So in some situations, the government will bear the cost and in other situations, a in industry will bear the cost depending on what's going on. Now, how these will go for each individual contract depends, and that's what really what this uh, this memo lays out. Which contracts are going to be at the burden of which contracts will the price be at the burden of the the government, and which contracts will the price be at the burden of the uh, industry? So uh, that's what they're trying to do. And, and hopefully it made things a little clearer. We heard from the National Defense Industrial Association, and they said that they appreciated DOD sharing the clarifying guidance, and they're looking forward to DOD ensuring members' voices are heard in the future. Yeah, and I'm guessing this guidance and these clarifications are at least as much for the department's contracting and acquisition workforce as they are for industry. On, on both sides of the fence there, what are some of the you know situations that were a bit fuzzy in terms of who pays these inflation-related costs? Right. Well, you know, some of these were uh, types of the types of contracts that we saw. You know, there's the uh, fixed price incentive contract. In those situations, DOD is going to be taking on a lot of the burden of that. Uh, the firmed fixed price contracts uh, are another story. However, contractors in those situations are going to be taking on the increased risk because they sort of gave the uh, Defense Department a firm target price and said that they can meet that. So there's currently no authority for providing help for inflation for those situations. But DOD says that it's taking questions about the possibility of using what's called requests for equitable adjustment to address, address those. And in those situations, a contractor will propose an adjustment to an agreement based on the scope of the contract. And then the contracting officer will take those into account and see if that might be a feasible option for them. So it's basically if you don't have some sort of uh, solid agreement with the Defense Department, if you're going on you know, some sort of an incentive contract or something like that, most likely the Defense Department's going to be taking on uh, you know, the, a lot of the risks that, that would happen. Now, if it's something more along the lines of, of a firmed price type thing or a target price, that is more on the, the burden is more on industry in that in that situation. And you're exactly right. This is also for contracting officers. I think a lot of them were kind of wondering what is going to be happening. How am I going to deal with this as well? And DOD tries to sort of uh, give them a, a a good hand in what to do on this and, and a guiding hand because I think a lot of times they were wondering 
you know, this is a situation we haven't seen in 40 years. How should I deal with industry in this situation? And, and they try and lay out some good best methods for the uh, Defense Department to work with industry on inflation. And, and looking broadly across the department, how, how is DOD dealing with these increased costs in the current fiscal year? I think some of it got covered in the final budget uh, agreement for, for this year, but probably not all, I'm guessing. Right. Well, the Defense Department was not really expecting this when it came to 2022 or 2023. It has about 2% of uh, inflation built into both of those uh, both of those budgets. Now, luckily for the Defense Department, Congress gave the Pentagon tens of billions of dollars more than what they actually asked for in 2022. 2023's budget right now is only in the uh, you know $740 billion range, and already Congress is saying that's not going to be enough to deal with inflation and take into account that they want a 3 to 5% increase over inflation in that situation. So for 2022, they may be covered. Uh, it's hard to say at this point, the Defense Department is still working through that fiscal year. And for 2023, the Pentagon is saying, uh, you know, we're kind of looking to Congress and we promise that we'll work with you, but we also would like to see where inflation goes at this point. There's also quite a few myths with the Defense Department around uh, inflation. The Pentagon doesn't necessarily use the same measure for inflation that you and I would when we go to the store and say, oh, this banana costs five cents more than it did a year ago. What they use is something called the gross domestic product, and that looks at the prices of goods and services that are produced uh, really from the United States or exported to other countries in terms of the types of uh, goods and services the DOD will actually use. These is things like, you know, actually using sheet metal or uh, aluminum or things like that, things that we're not buying necessarily, uh, you know, at our regular stores every day. And, and what about for Congress's part? How do, how do the defense committees seem to be most engaged in this inflation issue at the moment? Right. Well, we've heard a lot from the Republicans in Congress on both the on both the House and the Senate side. And, uh, you know, what they've really asked is that the Defense Department really relook at their budget and uh, ask for more money is really what they want. Uh, they're hoping that the Defense Department will they're using this as an opportunity really to push up the Defense Department's budget in terms of inflation and in terms of going with the national defense strategy. So we've heard from Senator Jim Inhofe, who's the uh, ranking member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, and uh, Mike Rogers, who is his counterpart in the House. Both of them have been pushing for a larger budget, and it's very likely that we're going to see a larger budget coming out of the Appropriations Committees when that time comes around. Uh, and then we've heard from uh, Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks, who has said that she's more than welcoming any you know, talks from Congress, any sort of uh, chats that they want to have in terms of what DOD really needs for inflation in 2023. And they you know, would obviously welcome any more uh, money that they could get. Um, you know, Michael McCord, the comptroller, who has also said that, you know, we don't know what inflation is going to be like six months down the road. It could go back down. Uh, but I think the Defense Department in general is accepting that their estimate just clearly was wrong. They budgeted for 2%. This is before the inflation rate went up. And they're realizing that this this number just isn't exactly what it's going to need to go into 2023 at this point. All right. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks very much. Thank you. And you can read more in Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. 
And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. All I want for Christmas is a DWI. Yeah, said no one ever. Impaired driving kills the holiday spirit. Drive sober, drive smart. Extra enforcement now on Minnesota roads. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety.